It's Friday foreplay. Firm, firm, firm. Yeah. Shakluk. That's uh, my second take. I already popped open my local alcoholic beverage. <sighs> Not Robbins. And welcome to the show. It's my Tomorrow Shop podcast. My name is Robert. And every Friday, I like to bring you some of that <sighs> Manitoba gold. <sighs> Big crowd cheering. Um, today is just a, a very, very interesting video and topical. Not tropical, but unstoppable. It's called, uh, what is it called? I gotta look it up quickly. Um, it's called GoPro 6K Morning Run Massive Fire at Sutherland Avenue, Winnipeg, Manitoba, 070423. And uh, so basically, yeah, there was a huge, huge fire that happened actually in my neighborhood. So um, I actually, that early that morning, and this was, uh, yeah, that would have been the 4th of July, which was a, just doing the math now in my head, a Tuesday. Huge fire on Tuesday. We actually just had one a couple houses down from us earlier this year on Main Street. The old 843 Main Street done. Up, still all the rubble and ashes and, and burnt up furniture is still there. It's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, now this huge one. So let's just read what the CBC had to say about the fire. Fire destroyed industrial complex Tuesday, forcing some residents from homes. Uh, oh, is this it? Uh, Winnipeg police are investigating the possibility of a massive fire that destroyed a Point Douglas industrial building. It was the uh, works. What was it called? Works. It was uh, ironworks. Something ironworks. Oh, I usually have all my research. There it is. Vulcan Iron Works building in Winnipeg's Point Douglas area after a fire tore through it on Tuesday. And man, whoa. Uh, I woke up that morning and the fire had already started. It started shortly after 5 a.m. It says fire crews were called to the blaze at Sutherland Avenue between Maple Street North and Argyle Street North shortly after 5 a.m. as I said. And they're on scene most of the day. Um, yeah, I woke up and you could definitely, the smell was in the air of a big old badass barbecue happening. And, and so, I, you know, what did I do? I, you know, was, what can you do? I went to work, you know, and then, um, and, but it wasn't so bad. Like we made sure not to, uh, have the windows open, you know, for the pets or anything. So, <laughs> but they're, they're fine. They did okay. After a day, there was really no issue with, uh, any toxic smells that were hanging in the air. But anyway, this jogger... Uh, <laughs> I guess he jogs every day as a GoPro stuck to his chest and he jogs. So you get that first person shooter pers uh, uh, screen. Or you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. That's what you're doing. Thank God, I need a drink. Anyways, so I, when I saw this on YouTube, there were no views. I was the very first view. Now it's at 20 views. This is Saturday night. All right, back to the video. So he's jogging, right? And he's heading towards downtown, as I said. And he's going down, I think he hits Talbot and heads to, gets to Henderson and starts jogging over the Disraeli Bridge, okay? But as I said, as he gets closer and closer, you can, you can see the smoke in the background. You start to hear sirens going on. As I said, it's not really that busy. And then he starts getting towards Maine, going up, uh, I believe it's Higgins? And then it's Higgins right to Maine. Like when he, passes the old CN station because the the fire is on the other side of the tracks. These are, these are old tracks 
and it divides up, you know, uh, I guess North and South Point Douglas, I guess. I don't know exactly everything, but you know what I'm getting at. And so you can see fire trucks. He, he's there when a fire truck actually pulls out and heads towards the under the under the main bridge, the underpass, and heads to the other side to tackle the fire. It's wild. It's absolutely wild to see how how it seems like they they don't. There are times there are fire trucks going in two different directions on Maine, and uh, so he jogs and jogs. He gets on Maine, he goes under the underpass, and sees there's a cop car already set up. You can't drive in there, and then so he goes to the next block, and that would be. Uh, the street is uh, not Logan. Uh, what am I doing? I'm way off Logan. So he goes to, yeah, Sutherland is blocked off. So he goes to the next street north, which is Jarvis, hangs a right, and then from Jarvis, he sees there's, he just can't, there's another car, so he just he's just like, well, I'm not gonna get over there. So he turns around and he jogs back home. And I thought, it's just, wow. <laughs> It's, it's really too bad that uh, the jogger didn't get any closer or, or didn't try to get any closer, you know? And I was thinking about that because it's such great footage. When I, when I watched it, I actually, you can change the timing to go uh, double time. So it's like just motoring along. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great video. But as I said, like he, he, he stopped at Jarvis and just didn't want to get any closer and I was like oh that footage would have been so sweet you know so I was thinking about it and I thought you know what I, I am in the area why don't I just continue his quest I know it's four days later but we can get a look at the aftermath now I don't have a GoPro so I just had my iPhone 10s and I just stuck it in my pocket of my um, of my North End tuxedo right the flannel and uh, yeah, I had to kind of stabilize the phone from jiggling around with a couple of dog treats. It's not the greatest work, I promise you, but I did edit it, I slapped on some music, put some titles, and it's on the Manitoba Shot YouTube page. And thank God, it's been forever since I uploaded anything. As a matter of fact, I had to like, using my iMovie, it wouldn't allow me until I updated it, and I was like, oh God, that's why this is so late. <laughs> like the video's already up, Go, you can check it out. The link is in, uh, where the links go with this uh, podcast. Yeah, we're just go look up the search and just seeing the thing in the back. So I, I got a little close, just walking the dog right up to it. So I got some good shots of just like all the ashes and, and the frame of the building, I guess. Apparently now they think it's arson, but when don't they think it's arson, right? I, I, I wish I knew, like, what, what is the percentage of these cases that turn out to be arson? You know, I don't know. Ah, what do I know? I'm just a schlub podcaster. Um, yeah, so the video is from uh, Pinoy Virtual Runner. I hope, it, I hope I'm saying that right. Pinoy? Pinoy Virtual Runner. Um, and he jogs. He jogs around the city, uh, different spots, and records them. And then you can watch them. It's like an hour, hour 14. And it's all Winnipeg foggy morning run, uh, Canada Day run at the, the Forks, of course. Uh, what other just just scrolling down. I think there's like close to 60 just over 60 videos Oh, he's got some winter winter run in Winnipeg, Canada Morning run summer run in Northeast Pioneers and cheap penguins Greenways eh, just lots Henderson Highway Elmwood Cemetery running around the cemetery Wish it was at night 
anyway, so you can check all that out. It's uh, if you like virtual jogging. I, I I was not about the jog. I didn't need to recapture that magic. The last time I jogged, I was in Mississauga, and I see all these people walking opposite me, and they have uh, pizza. Everyone has the same pizza, and like you know, eventually I'm like, what's with all the pizza? And they're like, this this new pizza shop is giving away pizza. So I jogged. Nay, I ran to uh, to that pizza joint, and they sold out. That's my sad, sad story and uh, horrible conclusion of this episode of Friday Foreplay. <laughs> Woo! So sad about that ironworks. Apparently, there's a lot of history with that ironworks. Let's just look at it. Let's end the show with a see if there's any kind of history with uh, Vulcan ironworks. Vulcan. Don't you love it when podcasters um, search up stuff on their show when they could easily edit it? Historic sites of Manitoba. Vulcan Ironworks. Oh, interesting. 105 Maple Street North. Whoa. Manitoba Historical Society. Whoa. Established in 1874. Fuck. By John McKechnie and William Wallace McMillan. I wonder if that's of the McMillan Avenue. As the Winnipeg Foundry and Machine Shop, the oldest buildings at his site at the junction of Sutherland and Maple in Winnipeg date to the early 1818s when it became known popularly God, as the Viking Ironworks. In January 1884, the Vulcan Iron Company of Manitoba was formally incorporated with shares held primarily by Montreal shipping magnet, 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 Magnum P.I. Andrew Allen and his Winnipeg son-in-law Frederick Henderson Bridges with Winnipeggers John blah 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 blah. At one time Vulcan Ironworks was among the largest foundries in Western Canada. It produced a wide range of products made from iron, steel, copper or wood and tires apparently. Its products included structural members for the construction of buildings and bridges, stairs and fire escapes, fire hydrants, tanks and steel plates engine parts, grain elevators, and mill machinery, railroad equipment, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. The assets of the original company were taken over by the Vulcan Ironworks Limited in December 1902 by a whole bunch of dead people. In 1901, a one-story brick machine shop was built by constructor Philip Burnett at the cost of $12,000. In July 1918, acting on complaints about low wages and long hours, workers at the facility joined the Metal Trades Council, along with those of the Dominion Bridge Company and the Manitoba Bridge and Ironworks. Strike! 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 Gotta love the union. In 1928, a three-story brick warehouse measuring 72 feet by 255 feet was added to the east side of the building. Actually, I do remember them saying, like, uh, that day on the 4th, that the, the beep be prepared to be evacuated because if the fire reached the next building, all hell was going to break loose. The apocalypse was going to be unleashed. Didn't happen. Uh, in the fall of 1947, the company's assets were purchased by James A. Gardner of Toronto, a Toronto kid. Kid Toronto. In, in 1955, the company became the Western Division of Bridge and Tank Company of Canada, renamed Bridge and Tank Western Limited. In 1950, the company moved its manufacturing plant. The complex was destroyed by arson fire. It says arson? <laughs> How do they know? How do they know so quick? 
It actually says that. The complex was destroyed by arson fire on July 4th, 2023. Maybe they were just wanted to see fireworks. That's crazy. How could, how could this thing? This is from um, MHS, oh yeah, Manitoba Historical Society.mv.ca. Keeping history alive for 144 years. Neat. That's actually pretty cool. So check out that website. Maybe that's a Friday foreplay. No, it's the pin pinno uh, jogging videos. Whatever. Okay, so that's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was just something to do. Uh, please come back on Tuesday for Tuesday Titter. And also, if you're a Patreon member, you get to hear the Sunday Swallow, where I apologize for almost everything I do. That's a hook. Hope you're doing well. Um, SoundCloud's our home base. We're on pretty much everything but Stitcher. Bye, Stitcher. And uh, soon to be Spodcast. Spodcast. <laughs> soon to be Spotify podcast. Yay! Let me have another sip. I usually say have a great weekend, but have a great Saturday night. Enjoy your Sunday and come back on Tuesday. Oh, and check out the video on YouTube, the Magic Mindset Podcast. Join up, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Excuse me. Bye.